Welcome to Volunteer Connection, the podcast for Girl Scout troop leaders. What's beautiful about Girl Scouts is that it takes girls outside of their comfort zones and encourages them to learn and grow and change the world. But Girl Scouts doesn't just do these great things for girls, it does the same things for the adults in the movement too. This podcast is to celebrate those amazing adults, to share lessons learned, advice, and best practices, and to tell their stories. Hi everyone, this is going to be a two-part podcast. I want to talk about cookies. So even though I'm not going to be interviewing anyone directly this week or next week, just know that I collected information and talked to people from all over the country with all different levels of experience and age groups and troop sizes and I'm just putting everything that I've been learning and hearing all together into these podcasts. So I really want to do two episodes about this because I want to do one that's really focused on the program and another one that's more about logistics and actual strategies. And I'm sorry because I want to start with the program one. (laughs) I think it's important for perspective and I think that for the most part, you're going to figure out how to do logistics and how to just get by just like you have with every other aspect of managing your troop. So if you've already started cookie season or if you're already going to have started before next week's episode, don't worry. You'll figure things out and I'll give you some recommendations for some other resources at the end of this episode too that you can check out in the meantime. But You should still listen to next week's because no matter how long you've been selling cookies or whatever, learning about what other people do and the lessons they've learned might still surprise you or teach you something new. So for me personally, I've been doing this for three years now as a volunteer and I worked for council for years before that and I still find myself like bookmarking things or taking notes on my phone or like writing stuff down on little post-it notes and setting reminders on my phone when I read something that makes me really excited because I think it might work for my troop. Plus, I think that when you first start out, you're more focused on like, what is step one? Like, how do I just get through this? And then in the following years, you can be more strategic and like think bigger and plan ahead a lot better. But anyway, this episode is going to be about Girl Scout program as a whole and how that impacts cookies and the roles that cookies play in the program overall. I've been thinking about doing an episode like this for a while, and I think that cookie season is perfect timing because no matter how prepared or strategic you are, cookie season can be (laughs) exhausting, overwhelming, and frustrating, to say the least. So the thing that will get you through those hard times is going to be perspective. So I want to give you perspective about the point of what we're doing here, and for that, There are really three perspectives that we want to take a closer look at. The first one is the perspective of like Girl Scout staff and the people who wrote the program. What is their intention and where are they coming from with the way this program has been created and with the different changes that happen over time? But even though the trickle from the top down has obviously had a huge impact on us, Um, The volunteers and parents and girls themselves are the ones who are actually implementing the program. So (laughs) that's the second perspective we really want to take a closer look at. Um, How does the program actually work? And how can we apply the program to real life? Like what are real life experiences like working within or outside of the program constraints? 
And then finally, I want to look a little more closely at like what the external perspective is. And by that, I mean the general public, like non-members, maybe even people who were Girl Scouts like many, many years ago, but have not been involved in a long time. So like in the context of cookies, that would be most of our customers, right? Like the general public. So what is their perspective about Girl Scouts and the programming and the cookie sales? And I think the more we look at all three of these, like kind of holistically, we will, well, for one, we're going to do a better job implementing the program. And for two, we can serve our customers and the general public even better because we can do a better job communicating more clearly about the program and what they may not know. And three, we can work together more collaboratively and productively with staff and the Girl Scout program professionals. And if we can all work together better, then it's going to be better for the girls. And that's really the most important thing. So with all that being said, let's start by looking at the program as it's written and intended. Um, I wanted to give you a little crash course to Girl Scout programming. Some of this might have been covered in your new leader training, but some of you might have had your training a long time ago, or you just didn't get a lot out of it, depending on your council. Or maybe it just didn't stay with you because you had a million things going on and a million trainings to take. And so these details just didn't feel like the most important when you were just trying to figure out like right from left. And before I go on, I just want to reiterate that even though all this information can be found on the internet, I don't work for GSUSA or any council, and this podcast is not affiliated with them or endorsed by them. So this perspective stuff is really all coming from me based on research I've done and my own experiences and people I've talked to over the years. Anyways, the Girl Scout program is called GSLE, which stands for Girl Scout Leadership Experience. So it was totally redone like maybe 10 years ago at this point and that happens periodically in Girl Scout history where the Girl Scouts as a national organization will sit down and rewrite like their whole badge program and basically GSLE is made up of both activities and processes that contribute to specific outcomes and those outcomes lead to our organization's mission So to work backwards, most of you probably already know that our mission is to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. So what outcomes would lead to building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place? Um, Now, these outcomes have been revised a couple of times since GSLE's inception, and they will, I'm sure, continue to be revised. But regardless of revisions, what I am telling you about... uh, that's current right now is going to be applicable even as they continue to change over time. Okay, so right now there are five of them. So let's look at each outcome. Remember, each outcome is to support the mission, which has been our mission for a long time. So rewriting the program for GSLE was all about ensuring that what we're doing, that we're meeting the needs of today's contemporary girl population, but also that we're focused on supporting our own mission. And likewise, the activities and processes, which we'll get to in just a minute, should all lead to at least one of these outcomes in order to support our mission. So the first outcome is a strong sense of self, and the description reads, girls have confidence in themselves and their abilities and form positive identities. 
Next is positive values, which is described as girls act ethically, honestly, and responsibly and show concern for others. Third, we have challenge seeking, and the description is girls take appropriate risks, try things even if they might fail, and learn from their mistakes. Fourth, we have healthy relationships, and the description is girls develop and maintain healthy relationships by communicating their feelings directly and resolving conflicts constructively. And finally, we have community problem solving, which is described as girls desire to contribute to the world in purposeful and meaningful ways, learn how to identify problems in the community, and create action plans to solve them. Okay, so remember all of the activities and processes that we do in Girl Scouts should have at least one of the outcomes of developing a strong sense of self, positive values, challenge seeking, healthy relationships, and or community problem solving. And by focusing all of our activities and processes on those five things, we will accomplish our mission of building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. That makes sense, right? So let's dive into these outcomes a little bit further because they were developed based on research by analysts, childhood development specialists, and professional curriculum developers. So why do these outcomes matter? Um, The research says when girls exhibit these attitudes and skills, they become responsible, productive, caring, and engaged citizens. Um, Studies show that the development of attitudes, behaviors, and skills like confidence, conflict resolution, and problem solving are critical to well-being and rival academic and technical skills in their ability to predict long-term like positive life outcomes. So kids who develop these five outcomes are actually proven to become happier and healthier and they're less likely to be part of like problematic behavior or to become victims. They achieve more academically and they feel, feel more engaged at school and they become strong job applicants. Um, so holistically, they become successful, well-adjusted adults. So for example, kindergartners who learn how to share and cooperate with others and be helpful are actually more likely to end up with a college degree and a job in 20 years than youth who don't develop these social skills at that young of an age. So Girl Scouts is built with progression in mind. So um, that's just one example of like specifically what they develop in kindergarten. But so the whole premise of the program is to provide girls at each of these critical grade levels um, with these skills and opportunities to um, become better people. And this is with like proven research. Okay, so the activities and processes. This has also been revised a little bit over time and I'm sure it will continue to be tweaked, but The three keys to leadership are the focus of the activities. So discover, connect, and take action, which if you've done any journeys with your troop yet, then that's probably at least familiar, even if the rest of this really isn't. Um, So discover is all about girls understanding themselves and their values and using their knowledge and skills to explore the world. Connect is girls caring about, inspiring, and teaming up with others locally and globally. And take action is girls acting to make the world a better place. So all of our activities should be discovering, connecting, or taking action with one of the uh, five outcomes in mind. 
So additionally, there's processes. So the process by which girls discover, connect, or take action. (laughs) So there's three processes, and these are also going to be super familiar, um, at least the first one. The first one is girl-led, and the original GSLE material specifically says as much as possible, which I think that's an interesting phrase to have included. Girl-led as much as possible. Anyways, we'll come back to that in another episode. (laughs) Um, Next is learning by doing or experiential learning. And the third one is cooperative learning. So, okay, hopefully you're still with me. The five outcomes are of the newer version of GSLE, which was written, I think, like two years ago. Um, But when it originally came out, there were 15 outcomes, which sounds like a lot, I know. And I think that's probably part of the reason why they rewrote it. (laughs) Um, So it'd be like a little less complicated and then therefore easier to actually implement with its intention in mind. But what I like about the original outcomes is that each of the three keys to leadership, the discover, connect, and take action pieces, all had five outcomes each. So I think we can pretty much breeze through these. Under Discover, the original outcomes were develop a strong sense of self, develop positive values, gain practical life skills, seek challenges in the world, and develop critical thinking. So what I think is interesting is three of these were kept in the revisions. So they went from 15 to 5, and of the five that they kept, three of them were part of the Discover piece. I don't know why, I just think that's interesting and is probably important. So under Connect, the original outcomes were girls develop healthy relationships, promote cooperation and team building, resolve conflicts, advance diversity in a multicultural world, and feel connected to their communities both locally and globally. And I think in a lot of ways, the new outcomes really incorporate like several of these at the same time. Um, like healthy relationships would also include cooperation and team building and resolving conflict. And community problem solving is going to incorporate feeling connected to your community and, again, resolving conflict as a team and promoting cooperation as well. So I can kind of see how the revisions are sort of more straightforward here, but I do like the old list. And I think it's interesting that very specifically they laid out advancing diversity in a multicultural world in the old list because, like, World Thinking Day and WAGs and diversity and inclusivity have always just all been a really big part of the Girl Scout experience. But anyway, so Undertake Action, the original outcomes were girls identify community needs. They are resourceful problem solvers. They advocate for themselves and others locally and globally. Um, They educate and inspire others to act and they feel empowered to make a difference in the world. Again, I can see how these were combined to make a simpler model with the new outcomes. Um, So I know some of the stuff I just threw out there is technically outdated, but I think it's important because the whole program as we know it was written with all of these things in mind. So even if we now plan activities moving forward with slightly different outcomes at the forefront of our minds, it's important, I think, to understand that the badge work in the Girls' Guides and the whole journey program in general was all written under the original outcomes. And I mean, as far as the practical part of this goes, most of this is, to some extent, like, common sense. And 
as a volunteer, even if you don't know anything about GSLE, but you just have like the basic foundation of the badge work as it's written, and you're being taught to consider the concept of girl-led, then you are going to accomplish the same outcomes, even if you aren't like focused on that. But I really wanted to talk today about the staff perspective and especially the GSUSA perspective that they have to work within a specific framework and this is that framework right now. So, and also that it's based on extensive research from professionals in curriculum development and like child psychology and development. And of course, research from analysts who can look at like behavior over time and really have a fundamental understanding altogether of what the current girl population looks like and what it's projected to look like in the future. And then how to write and develop program that is working to achieve certain things with that demographic. Um, Furthermore, what some of you might not know is that Girl Scouts of the USA has a whole division called the Girl Scout Research Institute, or GSRI, and their whole job is to do research about girls today and what they need in different contexts. So if you're liking this information so far, or if this is interesting to you so far and you want to dive in even further, they have so much great research and materials available on the GSRI website, which you can get through girlscouts.org, and I'll link to it in the show notes too. Um, but they have stuff about demographics by state and the percentage of populations we're serving and what different populations of girls are dealing with and what challenges they're facing. And then, of course, research about things like the cookie program and the outdoor program and all that stuff, um, plus lots more about GSLE as a whole. It actually used to be like a dream of mine to one day work for GSRI. I think the material they put out is so interesting and really, really well presented. And the infographics are awesome. So to specifically bring this back to cookies, the infographics could make really cool posters or presentation boards if you want to print them out for your cookie booths, which is kind of why I wanted to do this podcast right now, but more on that in a sec. If you want to dig into the research more, look up Transforming Leadership, which is the original document where they laid out GSLE and the original outcomes. It's a little outdated now, like even the logo is the old one where the profiles don't have bangs. (laughs) And the colors are all the old branding, which kind of looks funny now, but the information is broken down even by age level and how this stuff applies at each age level. Like, why are Girl Scout levels broken down by the specific grade groupings? And what are the specific ways GSLE applies to each of those different levels? And what's the most important part of each level, etc.? So if you guys like this stuff, um, maybe I'll do an episode later diving further in all that because I was already thinking of doing one about retention um, and I think it's actually all related but just let me know what you think so get on Facebook like the page join the group post on there if you think this stuff is interesting or if you learned anything okay so I think most volunteers don't actually have a good grasp that this is the foundation the core the structure of the whole program They just know that there are books with badge work in them and then they follow the steps and then there's these other books that are called journeys and they include take action projects and that's supposed to prepare you for high awards and high award projects are like hard to get approved because what's a take action project anyway and why isn't my Girl Scout super awesome community service project good enough because it is an amazing project taking a ton of hours and critical thinking so like why isn't that enough? But that all really comes back to how it fits into the structure and the framework that Girl Scout staff is working from. 
So on that note, one more thing I think worth noting about the staff perspective before I dig in more to the volunteer perspective, actually, is that when staff is planning programs, most councils actually have to approve their programs to make sure they meet the requirements laid out by GSLE. Like, it has to be relevant, and if if it isn't working toward a specific outcome laid out in GSLE, then is it even related to Girl Scouting? Like, is it even relevant? And should we even be doing it? And a lot of this has to do with like financial backing, right? If they're using sponsorship money or they want to solicit sponsors or if they want to use grant money or apply for a grant, then it all has to meet certain requirements. And they want to be able to demonstrate that they're using a proven framework and that the activities paid for with that sponsorship or grant money will all fall within that framework and work toward a specific goal for girls. And the main reason I want to bring that up is because I think sometimes it's so easy from the volunteer perspective to look at the decisions staff makes from planning programs to approving or denying events to approving or denying bronze, silver, and gold awards and so on and so forth um, and be kind of judgmental about what they do or don't approve or what they do and don't move forward with. And so I think that perspective kind of helps a little bit with understanding what they're constrained by. Um, Also, it might make it easier for you to get stuff approved because then you can approach it from this framework, in which case they're going to approve it because it's going to meet the framework of GSLE. Okay, so... Back to volunteers. I don't think most volunteers necessarily know this level of detail about GSLE, and I kind of think they should, because then it becomes less about following these, like, specific steps to earn a badge and more about planning programs and events and field trips and opportunities for your girls that fall within the framework and will ultimately work toward the mission of building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. You'll hear me say all the time that my troop is not super badge-oriented or that we use badges as jumping-off points, and that's exactly what I mean when I say that. (laughs) We're doing the program because we're doing GSLE, and the badge work is just one way to do GSLE. And there are so many ways to do Girl Scouts. Um, In fact, Pathways or something was another part of GSLE. Okay, yes. So I, I looked it up. It is called Pathways. So I'm pretty impressed with myself. Anyways, Pathways are the different ways girls can experience Girl Scouts. And they do, they can do all of them or they can do one of them or several of them, whatever works for them. Now, I didn't look into this too hard to see if it's been updated, but it wasn't as easy to Google as the rest of GSLE. So I suspect that it probably has been revised, but... Here are some of the pathways as they were originally listed. Troop, travel, virtual, camp, events, and series. I think the idea here is that girls can participate in Girl Scouts or come into the Girl Scout membership community through all these different pathways. They might want to participate in a troop. They might want to participate in a travel opportunity. They might want to participate in summer camp. They might want to go to a specific event. They might participate in a series at school that's like an introductory series. Usually that's like attempting to start a troop at a specific school and so on and so forth. 
virtual, I think, is the specific one that they didn't necessarily really flush out. But in general, understanding that people need virtual options within Girl Scouts matters. So even though initially I think there was discussion around, like, how to be a virtual Girl Scout, and I'm not sure if that's still a thing being discussed, but... I still think that discussions around that are really what led to like the volunteer toolkit and the opportunity catalog and more and more things being housed online and like being accessible virtually. So that's a good thing. Plus more programming for girls that centers around the fact that we live in a virtual world. Anyway, the point is that there are so many ways girls and adults can participate in Girl Scouts, not just one way to do it. Troops don't all have to look the same, and girls don't all have to be part of troops at all, and so on and so forth. And when we talk about the program, even though most of the time when people use that phrase, they really are talking about the badges and the journeys, but the reality is the program is GSLE. It's the framework that the badges were written within. So, Do the badges and journeys actually work to accomplish these things? (laughs) I think the jury is split on this. Some volunteers, especially those who have been volunteering since before the change, are adamantly against the current program. And you might be one of them, longing for the extensive badge library of the old program and not wanting to do journeys and maybe feeling resentful when you have to do them. I hope that if this gave you any information that you didn't have before, that maybe this will help at least a little bit with the why behind journeys and where they were coming from with it. Now, whether they actually work as written is up to you. There's actually even a book that specifically came out called It's Your Journey, Customize It that used to be for sale at the Girl Scout shop and your council might still have some if you ask for it. That is literally all about the idea that you don't need to follow the journey to the letter and you should adapt it to your own girl or troop within the context of GSLE. So the idea is that if you really understand GSLE and the framework and what the point is of what we're doing here and the outcomes that we're working toward, then you can work to, quote unquote, the spirit of the badge. Have you heard that phrase before? Well, in this case, the spirit of the journey and still earn it without having to follow it to the letter. In fact, to a certain extent, it's not even meant to be followed to the letter. It's meant to be a springboard for you to jump off of. Now, some volunteers can take that and feel good about it, and you might be listening and thinking, oh, that's awesome, I didn't realize that, I want to run with it and do my own thing, and now I realize that I have Girl Scouts' blessing to do so, and not that I'm actually like secretly rebelling or undermining the organization or something somehow. But some people get even more resentful about this, and maybe this is you, thinking that you aren't necessarily a teacher or a child psychologist or a program developer or a curriculum writer, and therefore it's just even more work on top of everything else that goes into being a Girl Scout volunteer that you now have to do to adapt the books and the badges and the journeys to your troop. And more or less, the Volunteer Toolkit, or VTK, was supposed to be the answer to that. So you can use this ready-made program, which even has literal scripts for you to read, to lead discussions with your girls around the activities. So if what you really want is to take a pre-packaged program and just implement it, the VTK is exactly meant for you. But if the VTK... 
Let me try that again. But if the VTK feels too rigid and too pre-planned and just not very fun for you or your girls, then you might be the type of volunteer who just works with your girls to write your own program within the structure and the framework of GSLE. Okay, so how does this all play into cookies? Well, for over 100 years now, cookie sales have been the number one revenue driver for troops and councils. This is where our budget comes from. This is what allows both the council and our troops to actually operate. So it's necessary. But if GSLE is to rule the Girl Scout universe and control the con- or constrain or restrict all the activities that Girl Scouts do must meet these specific uh, processes and outcomes to support the mission, then somehow we have to fit cookies into the equation. So there are cookie business and financial literacy badges at every single grade in Girl Scouts, and these badges are meant to be written to meet GSLE standards. So those are some of the activities we do to discover, connect, and take action. Taking this a step further, we have five skills for girls to focus on as part of the Girl Scout cookie program, and that's just it. It becomes a program instead of a fundraiser this way, because then it's not just about making money. It's about what girls learn and do. So, girl-led. It should be the girl doing the selling. She should be involved in the sale in some way because Girl Scouts is girl-led as much as possible. Learning by doing or experiential learning. Girls are managing money and they are developing people skills. They're practicing sales strategies and so on and so forth because they're actually doing it. They're learning about business and like how to run a business by actually running their own business (laughs) and cooperative learning. So they set both individual goals as well as group goals, and they work together as a team at cookie booths, and they want to earn toward that collective goal to support the group and not just themselves. So you get the point. That's why the five skills are literally listed on the box. Goal setting, business ethics, decision making, money management, and people skills. (laughs) It's a reminder right in the face of girls, volunteers, and the general public that this is why we are selling cookies okay so that brings us to the third perspective the general public to most people cookie season represents one thing cookies (laughs) they aren't thinking about what the girls are doing and if they are forced to think about what the girls are doing they think of it as a fundraiser so We try to change this messaging to the general public through things like the packaging on the box, which I do think is becoming more and more familiar to people um, year over year. But still, I bet most of the general public doesn't spend a lot of time reading their box of Thin Mints. So when we talk to people at booths or when we go door to door, this is our opportunity to really try to help with the messaging. When people complain about the size of the package or the cost of the box or even the limitations of flavors or anything like that, it's our opportunity to remind them that it's not about the cookies. Honestly, it's not even about summer camp and badges and uniforms and crafts. It's about GSLE. It's about the mission. 
to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And it's about the outcomes, the sense of self, positive values, seeking challenges, healthy relationships, and community problem solving. And it's about the activities, discover, connect, and take action. And it's about the processes, girl-led, learning by doing, and cooperative learning. So now obviously that's a mouthful to like tell a customer in such a formulaic way, but just us having a deep level of understanding about the framework of the program is going to help us communicate more effectively with the girls themselves about what it is they're doing there and also with the general public especially when someone complains or brings up a political issue or anything else that the girls aren't necessarily equipped to handle without adult support. So this is why we do what we do. This is why the program is so important. And if you focus on these activities, these processes to work toward these outcomes in order to accomplish this mission, then no matter what happens this cookie season, you are going to have success and you'll also stay a lot more positive because the logistics and the daily grind and the exhaustion and the inventory management and perhaps the biggest of all, the profit is really not the point of the program. Sometimes it feels like it is. Sometimes it feels like it is to the point so hard that our chest feels tight and our soul feels crushed and we feel so limited and restricted and disappointed and we just want to scream. But That is why perspective matters, because the profit is nice and it certainly helps, but GSLE costs nothing other than our time and dedication to the girls. Okay, I hope you liked this one. Next week, I promise I'm going to talk more about like booth ratios and locations and inventory management and money management and flavors and conflict resolution and creative ways to sell and all the other strategic things that everybody wants to talk about right now. But if you can't wait until next week to dive into all of that, I recommend jumping onto Facebook and joining some Facebook groups. Specifically, check out Girl Scout Leader Chat and Girl Scouts Gab. Girl Scouts Gab. G-A-B. Make sure you review the rules of those groups before you post. Um, And one great thing on Facebook is that you can, like, search within the group for specific topics if you want to read about something in particular. But those are my go-to groups. Also, please get in touch if you want to be interviewed on the podcast. I have a few more interviews I'm working on recording over the next few weeks. But honestly, I'm starting to feel a little thin with interviews. I'm happy to do more episodes like this one, but I want to talk to you. So either find us on Facebook or go to girlscoutpodcast.com and there's a little email button that you can get directly in touch with me there. I'd love to hear from you so we can set up a time to record a little conversation that I can make into an upcoming podcast episode. We can talk about anything from your favorite memories as a kid cool stuff you've done with your troop, challenges or obstacles that you've faced as a volunteer, um, anything about high awards, journeys, cookies, travel, any aspect of Girl Scouting. You can share your opinions about Boy Scouts or about GSLE. You can offer advice about managing your troop or behavior or getting through the journeys or the high awards or anything like that. 
Just let me know what ideas you have or if you just want to share your experiences, I'm happy to flush it out with you. If you don't even know what you want to talk about but you wouldn't mind coming on, shoot me an email. I'll give you some prompts. We'll see what clicks. All right. That's all for now. Have a great week, everybody. That's all for today's episode. We want to tell your story too. If you or someone you know is interested in being on the podcast, check us out at www.girlscoutpodcast.com. We want to hear from you. This podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. It is completely run by volunteers and girls. Follow us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.girlscoutpodcast.com.